Welcome to the Director's Commentary Podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I'm Grant Howitt, and I'm joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. In these episodes, we'll be going through the text of the book and discussing how we came to design the game. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. Do you know any songs about anniversaries? Because we could change that to be about adversaries. Uh, happy birthday to yeah. you. Technically an anniversary. Technically an anniversary. Hello, everyone. Welcome to, ad- to ad- adversaries, or adversaries, as it's pronounced. <laughs> We're getting worse at these segues, not better. I think I think calling it as a segue is an insult to the English language. Fair. We are going to, we're going to split this chapter up into, in, in, into two lumps, because it's quite a long one. Is there anything you want to, you want to talk about, like the way in which the way in which we built adversaries, the way in which like like what what ideas we had going in? So we tried to keep adversaries really simple, mm. so that the GM didn't have a lot of cognitive load coming from them. Because I've played in games and run games where NPCs are either as complicated or honestly more complicated mm. than player characters, and it's just so much to think about. Mm. And when you can essentially just go. Ah, uh, they got resistance six, and they do d six stress. Yeah. If you want, you don't have to do anything else. Ah, every NPC in my game, you say? Exactly. Yeah, you can just you can just bung that on. Yeah. Um, and work it out. Like, I mean, the the method that I use is to work out how many times I want them to get stabbed before they die. Yes. And so I assume that they're going um, every stab they're going to take d the, uh, they're going to take four damage, mm-hmm. and then I times that by how tough I want them to be. So your boss will have probably three stabs on them. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, three, three good stabs. Yeah, and I mean, that's not obviously because it's stress, not fallout, as it were. Like, it's yeah. three on-target attacks that they parry away yeah. or whatever. And you've got protection and what have you as well. Yeah, and you can fiddle with it. But that's that's just the simplest way of making them. And then if it's particularly difficult or dangerous, I'll stick dangerous or risky on it. From a fictional point of view, something which I was really keen to talk about was... I wanted the enemy to be pathetic. Yes. I wanted them to be rubbish and like just trying because like, it's fun writing a bestiary. It's fun reading a bestiary as well. Like this is sort of this this fictional encyclopedia. You know, it's really cool. It doesn't for me make a lot of sense if these animals are sort of angry or evil. Yeah, nothing. Nothing in here is is expressly like evil. Not really. No. And like and like if it is, you can see what happened to push it that way. Yes. And also, they're all personified. They all have a selection of names. They all have descriptors and motivations. If we could put a motivation on it, I, I think like everything definitely has a motivation. There's, there's, there's some which are like, no, you can't pronounce the names. Don't worry about it. Yeah. For me, I wanted them to feel. Uh, I wanted players to feel almost like they were doing them a favor by killing them. There's an awful lot of things which are caught up in, a, in in something which is beyond their understanding, or part of a bigger whole. Or, or trapped in an infernal loop, and in a way, they're sort of dark mirrors of the characters. And also, there's no goblin. No, there's nothing that's just all right to kill as Pitchkin, which are close. Yes, but there's, but also like there's no generic monster. Like no, there's no orc. Yeah, exactly. In Dungeons and Dragons, it's your orcs, it's your goblins, it's your kobolds, that sort of thing. Mm. They're just ah, quick. I need some of those. Just sling them in. Like yeah. the the skeleton we have, which is the closest to a D and D monster mm. is a skeleton courtier and appears in one bizarre place mm. and is drunk yeah you can use it for anything but it's a skeleton courtier it's not some skeleton with a 
sword and a shield, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a person. Exactly. But we start. Angels. Yeah, we start with we start with angels. Angels was the first. So the text from Angel was the first thing I released from heart in any way. I was like, oh, what's this? And then released the full um, text of the angel paragraph with all the stats and stuff on there and put that up without with, without explaining anything as to what it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy with that. It's an excellent marketing tool. It's an excellent marketing tool. They're very much, they're, they're iconic poster boys. I like to think of them as the, carri- as the carrion priests. <laughs> yeah. They really, like, they really, they really catch people's imaginations and they're fucking terrifying. Yeah. They're really, they're really bad things to have. Uh, they are, uh, so Angel, like the origin, the originator of the term Angel uh, is uh, Messenger. The, the root word is Malak, which is also what we call a powerful drug and spy. But they are, they are messengers of the heart. They bring, they are harbingers, heart bingers, and they bring, like, they are, they are agents of something which we can't understand. And they, I like to think of them, like, they are very much a last, a last resort for the heart. Yeah, it doesn't just fling one out because there's an element of the, the angel being a bit of an indiscriminate tool. Like you mm. set it on a mission and, well, sorry, the heart sets it on a mission and you're never quite sure how it's going to do it or what the mission is. And, whether, and like whether you're in the way or you're the mm. mission. If you, if you actually look at the stats of an angel, like they're dangerous. They have resi- resistance 20, protection equal to the tier that they're on. They're pretty tough. Yeah, and also you can't overcome it with yeah, piercing. Yeah, and their their attacks are D10 piercing. Yeah, and they kill th- you. They're meant they to kill you. you, and also they aren't. The t- mm. This angel is not the toughest angel in the game. No, we have some more. In in for Sanctum, us. there's there's much more powerful and much more much harder to kill creatures, but still, if this mm. thing rocks up, run, like it's not worth your mm. time. You're going to lose somebody. You're going to get some some crazy fallout, crazy quick. And I I like that there's this like nuclear option for the heart. Yeah, I think that the I think that the like the art the art that Felix did has really captured that as well because we went back and forth on the um, on the angel. Mm. Like I think that's this one of one of the few sketches that we said actually want this change because it was I think it was originally it was hovering like a fetus. Yes, it was it was it was in a fetal position that was hovering forward. And I was, and I remember thinking, like, no, I want it to be scarier. Like this, like this thing has it has intent and purpose. Yeah, and there's there's some really nice touches by Felix on this piece of art. So you've got the Incarnadine looking shocked whilst trying to help. I don't know who that is. It's the, it's the heretic. Oh yeah, they see the little pointy hat, and the witch is just going. I know what that is, mm. and is just hiding and trying not to make a noise. Yeah. And it's the abject fear of the of the witch crossed with this kind of awe and terror of the the people who are right next to it, and like she's not even trying to help, no, because she knows there's no point. Mm. It's a really nice bit of scene setting there. I'm I'm really impressed with it. My my canonical angel, the one I think of, doesn't have legs. It is. It's like I I, I view it almost like it's like a statue. With, 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 with a pillar of weird bone as, it, as, as instead of legs, and it just is closer to you <laughs> rather than moving. Because that's what what, what that's one of my phobias. Mine mine does have legs, um, and it's got that kind of, you know, the the pose that's very much come to popularity through things like Siren Head and Slender Man. Uh, so that, that sort of what's this? The sort of sort of like they're they're slightly leaning back. 
Yeah, like 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 head cocked. Yeah, the and the arms drooping, like they've got yeah. that sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. that sort of pose. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was I was kind of trying to come up with a pithy name for it, but we all know what. what mm, yeah, and they're they're like these caricatures of the of the humanoid. Mm. And I, I like this one, the one in the art, because it has a mask because the heart has seen an elf here. Yeah. And it has this umbilical cord that's sort of wrapped around it. I like to imagine that's what the heart is. Like that, 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 that back there is, 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 is the only drawing of tier four in the book. Yeah. The stuff behind it. It's just red. So yeah, angels are cool. They are. Use them in your game, but use them carefully. You've got the automaton of burden where he sort of accidentally invented AI. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they come from the source. Um, and uh... We were looking... Oh, no, that's, that's, that's a oh, different, it's a different one. one. Oh, yeah, that's the source source contract. contract. I, I always get these two mixed up. So, I mean, they're very mm. similar. Um, not in terms of stats, but we, we've written up a bunch of monsters and then we were trying to think of new kinds of adversaries, new kinds of challenges for people to face. And we weren't really feeling anything. We weren't like we'd, we'd reinvented a bunch of stuff. And so what I did was I, I plugged together a random a random generator which had different stats for heart monsters and then pushed the button. And a few of them basically made it in intact mm-hmm. because they didn't they didn't have any fluff attached to them. We saw this and was like, right, what is that? What's the fluff on that? So the automaton of burden, I really like the idea of a trader riding basically a big dog. Yeah, yeah. From uh, from Boston, is it Boston Laboratories? Yeah, Boston Dynamics, yeah. Yeah, from Boston Dynamics, and so like like riding a six legged brass and wooden big dog that and, and he's sort of tapping in front of the big dog so it can follow the sound so it walks. Yeah, like and I came up with oh, the, that seems hard as fuck. I came up with the the simple thing because there's that thing going around mm. of like how you because um like a self driving car is using symbols. Like mm. it's like you can put a line of salt around it and confuse a car because it's seeing yeah. a white line. You can bind. Um, and these people don't have all the tech, but they do. Ha- they do know what symbols it tracks by. So mm. he's just stamping the symbol in front of it just to make sure it knows where it's going all the time. And it's it's this weirdly cute image. It is, isn't it? Like I I have this this beautiful uh, picture in my head of people trekking over the wilderness and then seeing this overpacked machine thing with an old man smoking yeah. a pipe just just yeah. trudging on his own he's fine its legs are all really sort of spindly and wobbly and sort of like picking through things and like it's 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 walking like an old lady mm. i quite like that partly because it's yeah. massively overloaded oh absolutely yeah and and, and you can have one it's a, it's a del d6 item you can you can strap your strap your tea to it exactly now the blighted Mm-hmm. The Blighted came about because what one of the things we did is we looked through the Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> monstrous manual, and we picked out a load of monsters that we thought were cool. And you will also see that an awful lot of, of these are just um, conversions from Greek mythology. Mm. Um, so those are the two like real sources we used for for these. We'd come up fairly early with the woods, which became Briar. So treant seemed like a perfect thing. And I'm like, yeah. how can we make that horribly icky? What if trees could get eczema and anxiety? And, they, and mouths. <laughs> and so they have these horrible little parasites in them that make them insanely itchy. Because the thing's slowly eating them. It's like And intelligent. Yeah, and intelligent. Like what if a what if a table was aware that it was being eaten by termites? <laughs> and the only way they can appease this is by like sticking animals and people onto the wounds so that the parasites eat that for a bit mm. not them and that's that's so sad 
I think it's like the image I had was of was of like it, it, uh, of this tree walking towards you with a deer impaled on its branches, mm. and it's and it's like that's that's dinner, yeah. or more accurate, that's that's like a bandage, mm. as it were. Yeah, well, in the art, it's a fox and a person. Yeah, that that for me was very much like cool. I've got it now. That's that's what tree people are in this. They are terrifying. Mm. Their their sole motivation is to get the itching to stop. Mm. Poor buggers. Oh, that's awful. And we mm. want, and as you said, like this is this is the world, but crap. Mm. And these these things are just so sad. Next up, we've got the blooded. Mm-hmm. Tricky, the blooded, because mm. sort of they're the indigenous people of heart. Kind and of. They, yeah, kind of. And so there's kind of, there's, there's kind of a tricky line to walk there. But I think we did okay, honestly. Yeah. So the blooded are like there. There are no indigenous people of heart. No, there's people. Yeah, sorry, there's people who've been there for generations. Yes, but not that. Yeah, you, you know what? Sorry, there's not. It's 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 always been explored. It's not a place for people. You're right. Yeah. So these are people who have come from somewhere else, and soaked the heart up, mm. and become something different, and then they have settled down, and you know, there have been multiple generations all infected and things like that. It's probably worth mentioning at this point. If you turn to the very start of your book, you'll see the faces of heart. So I mean, like the uh, like the, the inlay, mm, the uh, in papers. Yeah, 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 thank you. And this used to be a bit more tentacly. A lot more tentacly, yeah. It used to be a bit more, a bit more traditionally what you think of when you think of mutations. For example, uh, Gamma World, any, any sort of game with mutant in the title, that sort of thing. Like there's, there's an element of wackiness to it. It might be horrific, but there's still something quite often quite cartoonish. Sure. Yeah. About it. And I think we wanted to stay away from that. We didn't want we didn't want to think of the heart as like again we've mentioned earlier in the podcast. It wasn't a corruption. It was something else. Mm. It wasn't inherently bad. It wasn't inherently. Um, it was it was just inhuman. And so um, one thing one thing which really which really stuck with me, which really sort of stuck in my mind, is these pictures taken after Hiroshima, of of the of the of, of black fingernails. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to explain it for the listener. Basically, um, due due to the radiation that, that we're suffering, due, due to the radioactive fallout, the um, uh, people's fingernails grew incredibly long and black and brittle if they were if, if they were caught in the radiation exposure exposed to radiation. And there's these there's these really haunting images of these of the, of these poor like blind, like absolutely gone humans, and it's like just absolutely like it's terrifying to see what we've done to each other, and the idea of mutation not as oh i've got an octopus arm now but like but but like your body's gone weird yeah because quite like, often like, mutation is billed as something positive in games mm. like now i've got an enormous claw that means i up my strength and i can tear open tanks yeah and we've got the cleaver if you want that yeah but most of the time mutation is generally bad yeah it's, uh, and, and like, and, and like, if, if it's good, it's non-sustainable. Yes, and like, I mean, one of the descriptors here is growing rows of teeth inside their mouth, which makes them bite like motherfucker. Like that's dangerous, mm. but they can't really talk because their mouth's not built for that many teeth. Yeah, and I think I think we wanted to sort of show the to show like the like it's it's, it's like the human body got its instructions wrong. Mm, exactly, which yeah. is more akin to actual mutation rather than you know oh I've got I've got got bird wings now. <laughs> Yes, perfectly working bird wings, unlikely. Butchers? Chris, I'd like you to take butchers. Butchers are one of my favourite monsters. Um, because I am a huge fan of Wendigo myths, and mm. this kind of comes from the modern interpretation of Wendigo, not the the original ethnic Wendigo. 
in traditional yeah. yeah because that is that is that has been so so changed since then but it's kind of the modern consciousness concept of the Wendigo mm-hmm. and shifted it so that it I wanted something that was a bit like a troll mm. in that in games you have these really difficult to kill monsters who you know favor bridges traditionally mm. um, but what that means to me is that they favor the the paths people travel and a butcher is a really good um adversary to put on a on a delve because they have a a base of operations that a lot of other adversaries just don't have they have this cave wall that is that they worship and eat Mm. and they need to replenish so they push people into it to be absorbed into the heart meat they can then eat it again Um, and it uses the the standard trope of cannibalism is how you become one Mm. Um, so you've got this thing of like this used to oh, be a standard person. Well, it's, it's not. It's not even cannibalism. It's if you eat heart meat. Yeah. If you eat. If you eat the walls, you can eat people. That's all right. Yeah, that's basically fine. People do that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you start consuming a large quantities of heart, mm. then this is this this is one of the fates that awaits you. My favorite thing about butchers is they hate each other and will kill each other on sight. Yes. Yeah. Don't uh, bringing uh, two is... butchers together is a good way to get rid of two yeah. butchers. That's a that's 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 a that's a plot there. Mm. And also, they're really difficult to kill. Oh my days! Yeah, they're horrible. You've got protection three. Mm. So get someone piercing in there, yeah. Yeah, and also they have the fallout where they take you and try and push you into the wall. <laughs> so I like like it. Um, I was always enamoured with the uh, the owlbear thing, where what they want to do is rip off your arm yeah. and run home to the to their pups. And like the concept of this, this butcher just grabbing one of you from out of the undergrowth and yeah. leaving. Oh, it's fucking terrifying. Like in a in a standard role playing game, if a monster attacks you, they attack you and do a fight. Yeah. But if and these things can hit you pretty hard, like they're doing D ten. Oh yeah, that. So it's possible up. for them to hit you once, do a major to blood, and then immediately take you. Yeah. And then at that point, second they've got somebody, they leave. Oh, just just. Just imagine, like, like the Vermissian night trailblazing ahead, then suddenly just disappearing as they're pulled through a wall. Yeah. And, like, what oh, do you do great. as the rest of the party? Like, that's panic <laughs> time. Like, I guess we follow? What do we do? Do we leave him? Is I, he just gone? I guess we're going to chase it. <laughs> I don't want to chase it. No, you, I don't want to chase it either. I guess we're going to chase it back to back to its home. So it's, it's, on, it's on its home turf. Great. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's no doubt prepared, like, horrid punji pits to just Ugh. attract accidental meat. You know what? Let's go back and threaten its god and food source. <laughs> yeah, like burn its wall down. There's the carnival. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to talk about the carnival here. Yeah, sure. The carnival's mine. Um, I put it in. I really push for it. I love the ideas of of a metic virus. I mentioned a couple of episodes ago. The the labyrinth is people who have been uh, compelled to build a labyrinth. The carnival is a gift. It is, it is, it is a, 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 a memetic song, uh, this, this sort of this memetically uh, transmitted virus in song, which was given, uh, which was uh, given to the city beneath by a, by a benevolent elf here who just wanted people to have a lovely time and dance. Mm-hmm. So and kind. So, and so they sang the song into the heart with tremendous magical power, and now people hear it and dance forever. It was inspired uh, by the the mass hallucinations, like the dancing plagues. Um, of the of the Middle Ages, which I believe was caused by some sort of crazy flower fungus. Um, 
other like the yeah the the, the final paragraph we've got like the mama pox which is which which is a memetically translated play which takes millennia to work sorry not memetically translated brain worm <laughs> uh, and scrivener's lament forces all that carry it forces those that carry it to write book after book all attributed to the same author um, this is the this is sort of wanted to sort of talk about how unknowable and wild the 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 heart is by showing its effects on people yeah um, and, also and also to also get the, some of the off weirdness in yeah the carnival like the people who make up the carnival are not villains no they they are not they're not even really doing anything bad they're infected and they're not going to eat you it's not it's not like oh we have to save them from the zombies um and so like i i like i think that there'd be a really it would be a really fun mission just like okay the carnival's coming to town help us <laughs> and then <laughs> please and then like and then like rescue whoever gets taken mm. i think there's something like i think that that would be a really cool idea for a sanctum campaign actually um rather than having the um rather than having an angel who's who's, who's going to come to to unmake the place you could just call it the carnival is coming to town yeah you just see in the distance fireworks oh I don't, and yeah, you can gonna... hear this music just getting closer and closer yeah that's gross Ugh. Um, carrion pigs are awful. I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> carrion pigs are con- cons- raw consumption as an animal. I hate them. Yes. They're terrifying. What? They're horny. <laughs> <laughs> they are horny, yes. Um, but people keep them because they're good sources of food. And they're also uh, rubbish um, depot. Like you can you can feed them anything. They render it down into fertilizer. Yeah, and that in the heart is invaluable. The problem yeah. is. They're resistance fifteen, protection five, and risky if they're in heat. Um, they're just the worst. They're awful. Like if you can get past that protection, not too hard. You're all right. Yeah, you'll get there. Um, but if you don't have anything which which knocks through, um, like two foot of pig flesh, yeah, you're fucked, mate. Yeah, just just just, just leave it. That that haven's gone now. <laughs> you're on your own. So oh, I hate them. They're gross. The Cult of Knives, the next one in the book. Mm-hmm. This I love this art so much. Mm, beautiful, isn't it? Because at first glance, you'd be tempted to think, wow, that's a weird cultist with all those knives in him. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, nice. that is incorrect. That is a victim. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is an apostle. The cult is currently embedded in that person. <laughs> um, these are all... Th- <laughs> sapient knives... Mm. I will say I love the cult knives. It isn't very hot. It's much more spire. It is much more spire. Um, and honestly, you could transport it over to spire real easy. It, it, it fits easier into spire than it does in heart. But I'm I'm perfectly happy to put it somewhere. Yeah. Um. But it, it goes well with things like the uh, the Damnic Temple of Fury. Mm, yes, very much. Um. So. And things like that, where they're they're specifically gathering weapons that have done a murder. Mm. Um, and obviously, like, it's very rare that you've got a knife in in heart that's only been used to cut food. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's that sort of place. So yes, these are these are knives that want to kill again. Basically, they're not animate. No, no, sure. they need. They don't have any superpowers. They can't fly around. They need people. Yeah. They need vectors to get into other people. Cheers. I suppose, which is which is kind of arguing like guns don't kill people, people kill people. I guess, but but guns make it a lot easier. They do make it a lot easier. Yeah. 
Uh, the druid leg paper, leg leg paper, leg breaker, or drug enforcer. Yeah, uh, they, they were going to be bigger. I think they, 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 we were going to have more in terms of um, like these sort of uh, gang gang druids doing uh, like doing mushrooms, but it felt too spire, and we cut it. Yeah, so we have one to support the uh, recap grove, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's something I'd like to look into more. Like the the drug trade of spire is is really mm-hmm. interesting to me because you've got so many different echelons. Yeah, like you've got classy drugs, you've got street drugs, you've got grimy, you've got everything of different tiers, and then you've got drugs that come from the heart. <laughs> yeah, we haven't thought of that really, have we? Yeah, um, and these people are the leg breakers. They're the people that protect the crops and are high as balls. It took us quite a while to work out what we wanted them to turn into because they're druids. Mm. Uh, I think we eventually we we sort of ended up on you know the creatures from the descent that. Yeah, but more pallid. Well, I like grey. I think uh, in the in that there's 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 something sort of proto-human about them, or some sort of terrible. Oh, what was it called? The the cave, the island. What was the name of that game we played? Where the plane crash landed and then oh the island. Cut. Yeah, the, the, the and you got cannibals. Yeah, cannibals. And, oh, the forest. And, and, That's it. Yeah, the forest. The cannibals and the deeper you went into the cannibal caves, you found more and more sort of like there's something which was just seven legs and a mouth. Yeah, and the one thing that was just babies. Just put oh, together. Fuck. That was fucky, that game. And it would just like come it. squealing out of the darkness. I didn't like that game. It was it was brutal. Like, it was exciting. I oh, just yeah. didn't like it. Understandable. It was exciting, like, falling off my chair. It was exciting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, false, ha- false Hallows, which are another from the random generator. We thought it would be interesting to have, um, like, to talk about cult leaders. And talk and like because that's quite a common trope for players to go into. Yeah, and I really got into this because it's uh, when I was younger. One of my favourite series of books was The Wheel of Time. Oh right, yeah. Um, and in that, they have their sort of messiah figure of the dragon, and I can't remember which books it is, like two, three, and four, or something like that. Like a long period of time of this writing are about false dragons oh. and people claiming to be this this messiah. <laughs> And the all the damage they can do with that, and that's what false mm. hallows are. They're mm. they're people who who aren't what the liars at the heart of it, mm. right? They've got some power because they've got belief, and they're in heart. They're doing they're they're, they're doing they've got sorry protection protection three kill d ten, mm-hmm. uh, and a cult around them. Yes, and they are they are hugely dangerous, but it's. It's talking about, I suppose, like that it doesn't matter whether you've got God on your side down here. No, absolutely not. The heart's on your side. Like you've got Do you believe so? You've got power. And on that, the subject that counts. On the subject of on the side of God. Uh the feral psychopomp is pretty much the saddest monster in the book. Not counting the legendaries. I was say definitely not counting the legendaries. That's something else. Yeah, no, the legendaries the legendaries are special sad boys. Uh the feral psychopomp is an angel that, that, that got lost on the way like on the way back to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they just yeah they're sort of like eating eating books I think is always sort of fun um, and like and like they've got they've, they've got one wing and not in a cool Sephiroth way and like the one in the pictures using an oar as a walking stick and has a splint mm. on their leg like that's not how you imagine these angelic creatures Felix did I think that's that's probably like the best communication of a concept I've seen that we came up with which Felix just fucking did yeah like it's got like, four like, wings like, the arms are in the wrong order. 
It's got, like, not all the halos there. Mm-hmm. But it's got the bird feet, and it's got this weirdly human fate, and it's just, it's really, he's captured it so well. <laughs> and also, you can kill him. Yeah, you can kill him, that's okay. Resistance Don't Servant Protection it. 2, that's not hard to kill. Yeah, yeah that's, that's an interesting fight. Yeah. Talking about interesting fights. <laughs> the Flightless Owl Hive. Just saying it is awful. Flightless Owl Hive. We wanted a swarm monster. Many years ago, it was a game called City Skylines, where where you could build different kinds. It's, it's uh, Sim Cities, but streamlined, hmm. basically, from what I can tell, slightly better. And the uh, I I wrote I, I wanted to write a mod where I placed everything in a city to be owl themed mm-hmm. instead of like the Coleshaw residence. It would be just a big owl that looks at you <laughs> and uh, and things like that. And, and 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 one of the things I had was flightless owl hive or just owl hive for in, like which which you had instead of a factory because that's where owls come from. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote heart and had a place to put it because I never got to write that that mod for the game. You can you can tell I wrote this one early because I talk about folk stories mm-hmm. at the start. There's 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 a certain luxuriance to the prose, I think, and they're fucking awful. Like the resistance three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. It's it's the queen. You've got to worry. Oh yeah. You can just you can kick one of these owls and it will die. That's fine. <laughs> but it's not on its own. They're uh, what is it? Uh, mole rats, basically. Yeah. But dog-sized mole rats. Owls. Um, if you're not scared of owls, please please search for GIF of owl, and it, it, is, it is GIF, not GIF. Whatever you've got to say. It's not the general image protocol, is it? <laughs> search for uh, owl eating mouse, and then come back to me, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, uh, for this episode... Ghosts! Oh, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Good, because they're not real. But they are in yes. heart. I love ghosts, and I use them all the time to explain how combat works in Spire. Uh, huh? That's what I meant to say, yes. Yeah, sure. Okay, why? Because uh, a ghost has protection 10, mm. which is, and you know, not ignored by piercing, impossible to come over, to overcome, basically. Yeah, you can't, you can't jack anything up. To do enough, like you could maybe do like two damage to it. Like it's entirely possible, but it's going to take you a while, and it is going to mess you up in that time. However, they've got piercing. They have got piercing. Consuming an appropriate resource with a cult or religion tags and a value of d6 or greater allows the character to ignore the ghost protection value to the end of the situation. Researching the specific item needed to affect a specific ghost allows you to ignore the protection value and increases your stress inflicted by two steps. Ghosts become trivial with research. Mm. Ghosts are absolutely... They have five resistance. They are roughly as di- as difficult to kill as the flightless owl hive if you've done your research ahead of time. And I use that because you can you can do that. You can take this rule and apply it to literally anything. Mm. Um, so, for instance, if you know there's... Like, if you're going... If the end of your campaign is you want to kill an angel... Mm-hmm. You can you can find a way around its protections and its difficulties and things like that by doing preparation, and it's things that the GM. It's a great set of tools the GM can use to change difficulty and to change protection legitimately within the system, rather than just making something up. Hmm. Um, of course, you are completely at liberty to just make something up, but if you've put it in at one difficulty and then change it, players tend to notice and feel a bit weird about it sometimes. Hmm. I I note that. Um... 
actually this might interest you as well, listener. This is not original heart art. We bought this off Felix at a cut rate because he drew it for someone else and didn't use it. Yeah, and I love this picture and also hate it. Sorry, Felix. It is it is terrifying to look at. No, no. It, there's there's a couple of things that drive me nuts on it. Oh, what's that? The face on the knee is the wrong way up. Well, I figure that with that. I figure he's put that on after he died. After he died, he's he's taken it off and plugged it back on. Yeah, so it's the right way up. Okay. What's the other thing? The the, the sword and the axe as well. Like, those are yeah, those are hanging weird. Like they should be the other way round, but hanging wonkier. I think it's I I think it's a bit like that Sisters of Battle um, special hero that they released for, for Games Workshop, who's who's supposed to be hovering and like all of all of her um, all of her robes and equipment is hovering up as well, and it just looks like she's falling down. It's yes. Terrible. So I, I appreciate the artistic the artistic choices that Felix took. No, no, no. Like as I say, I, I like the picture. Like overall, it's just mm. I don't know why, but that knee pad throws me right out every time. Mm. I would also note. We do not have rules in heart for for putting ghosts to rest. I would remind the listener of ghosts of ghost stories. Uh, honestly, an excellent source book for World of Darkness. I think it's one of the um, one of which, the only World of Darkness books I still own. Mm, which is like, hey, so here's how to tell ghost stories using the World of Darkness game. Here's how to put a ghost to rest. Here are some ghost abilities. Here is like here's what happens when you go into their home. Etc. Etc. Really cool. Really clever. You can put a ghost to rest if you write the suicide note on your sword and stab them with it, <laughs> which I think is just very much on brand for us, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And with that, let's wrap it up. been listening to the director's commentary podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I was Grant Howitt, and I was joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. For more information on Heart, and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. Music